So it's all about proximity, right? Where you live. I get a chance to know my home state very well. I get to go to some of the most beautiful places uh, from where I'm sitting right now. In about eight hours, I could be in beautiful downtown Williston. I Not much further, I could be in Sydney. Uh, in about uh, less than three hours, I could be in Sioux Falls, which is the home of South Dakota State Senator Reynold Anesaba. He is uh, one of the leading voices in the South Dakota State Senate. We'd love to touch base and find out how the legislative session is going there. Senator Nessaba, good to good to have you back on with us. Joel, great to uh, yeah, great to be on. And uh, like you, I'm about three hours away from Sioux Falls as well. I'm still in uh, Pierce, South Dakota here. We have uh, today and tomorrow this week, and then four more days next week, and that will be the end of our main run of our legislative session. I- explain that to people who maybe don't understand the different way that South Dakota uh, deals with it compared to some of the neighboring states. Right. So North Dakota, you guys, you all meet every other year. We meet for about 38 days uh, every year. And so we have passed or killed most of the bills. There'll be a big push here these last few days to try and smoke out bills that were killed in committee. And we spent most of the last week fighting about the budget. And we're still still fighting about tax cuts here in South Dakota. And, and where does that focus go when it comes to to you know, tax cuts, because you wouldn't even be talking about it unless you had a couple extra bucks in the ba- uh, bank. But where where does some of that energy seem to be heading to? Well, that when we started session, there was really three possibilities. One was to, to uh, cut or eliminate the sales tax on food, at least the state portion. There was another move to uh, reduce property taxes. And then there was also a move to just lower the overall sales tax rate from 4.5 to something less. So right now, I think the property tax is completely off the table. Most people are, uh, the Republicans have really um, gathered and organized around cutting the overall sales tax by 0.3, cutting it from 4.5 to 4.2%, which saves saves taxpayers in South Dakota about $100 million. You know, I've been working on trying to eliminate the sales tax on food since before we put it on the ballot in 2004. So 19 years later, here I am still fighting for that. So I have an amendment uh, up today. If I can get a second, we'll talk about it in uh, in Senate State Affairs and try to keep that idea alive to take uh, two cents off the sales tax on food. Well, and, and that I was going there in, in just a second. So let's do it right now, Senator Nessa. The, the the governor uh, now, um, Christy Noem, came out in, in, in a campaign, I might add, and it, it was popular then to say that they were going to take sales tax off of food, of groceries. Uh, why is it that language like that gets used a lot during campaigns, but when people like you who have consistently tried to do that run into a brick wall come session time? Well, it sure is popular with voters. I mean, the governor herself says that something like 70% of South Dakotans favor uh, reducing the sales tax on food. The thing is, our governor has been mostly missing for the last six or seven weeks. She's not doing local press conferences anymore. We used to do a weekly press conference with the governor and the Republican caucus and the Democratic caucus, and she hasn't been doing those. And she could be using that to that bully local bully pulpit to be encouraging people to call their legislators and and she could be working over, particular working with her House and Senate appropriators to get them on board. And she's been given a lot of speeches in Washington, D.C. and other places. She just hasn't been here. At the last moment, she did show up and testify in committee. And yesterday, she threatened uh, that she might veto the entire general bill or entire budget bill uh, if she doesn't get a sales tax cut. So I, I want to 
talk a little bit about the social issues as well, uh, because I, I know your your session works in, in two different ways, but it seems as though uh, some of the Republicans in the upper Midwest really want to dive into people's personal lives. How big of a discussion has that been this legislative session? Right. We've had two bills that at the moment are dead, but one's going to they're going to try to smoke out one of these. That's when a, in South Dakota, if a bill dies in committee. If somebody on the Senate floor can get um, 12 members to stand up with them, they can smoke it out of the committee and bring it to the floor. The, the challenge then is to you need 18 votes to get it calendared. And so they might have the votes to do it. But Democrats in South Dakota, we are opposed to the government censorship of artistic expression. And that's what these right wing Republicans are advocating for. You know, we just my wife and I, we were at the symphony in Sioux Falls on uh, on Saturday. And um, we had the maestro and uh, and Joe Horwitz, who's a, a historian of music, talking about Shostakovich and the and the cultural commissars that the Soviet Union had to rein in people, composers whose music was found to be, um, you know, not uh, not with the people. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Who's going to be that cultural commissar in South Dakota to decide whether something is lewd and lascivious or not? Well, and we're doing that in North Dakota. I mean, we're we're sitting here, Senator Ness, but we're talking about burning books. I mean, that's literally what right. we're talking about, and it and it's playing out. There was a piece in the New York Times about how North Dakota was going to ban and burn books. I mean, it was that disgusting. And it's just again, we we disproportionately so many people from North and South Dakota, states like ours, that uh, that sent people to fight in World War II and were drafted to fight in World War II, my father included. You know, these are the sorts of things that, that, that they're opposed to that fascism. They're opposed to that Nazism, opposed to that government control. And here we are in 2023 having to fight against the same ideas right here in the upper north, you know, in the northern plains. Well, this goes to your passion, which has always been education. Uh, you know, that's your foundation. When it comes to those classrooms and seeing those young minds and, and watching them, you know, be that sponge where they can learn, what, what is some of this, how does it play into that? Well, and I think this works on two levels. One is it, it distracts us from dealing with the real problems we have in South Dakota. You know, South Dakota is still the only state without an early education council. We have an ongoing child care crisis. Our teachers are paid at 50, they're 50th of 51 uh, in the country. Um, we just have this whole missing piece of education, which is just a basic role of state government. And rather than doing that, we're talking about whether they can have a drag show on college campuses or not. It's just it's beyond me, not to mention the fact that you you have the same problem I have, which is you take any and all workers you can possibly get. And when you start building fences and saying you're not welcome here, you wonder whether or not that individual who's who's pushing that agenda is actually for small business, because my suspicion is you need workers, Senator Nesaba. Right. Well, and again, South Dakota is, you know, reported as we have an enormous brain drain going on, right? The majority of our Board of Regents graduates uh, leave the state. You know, I have I have students, Republican students, who graduate from Augustana, work in Sioux Falls for a few years, and then they say, you know, I have LGBTQ friends, I have black friends, I have native friends. This, you know, ongoing push against just this cultural war that's going on, they leave and they go to the city. 
right? My Republican students are doing that. So we continue to lose people because of this unnecessary divisiveness, let alone the fact that people don't, you know, do you want to go to college in a state where you're not sure whether you could get an abortion if you need one? Um, do you want to be in a place where your family can't get um, a care for if you have um, an, a, a somebody who is trans that's a member of your, your family. I mean, people are leaving South Dakota, and I think it's a result of policy. It's not an accident. But Republicans are pushing certain people out of South Dakota to make them so they don't feel welcome here. Well, what do you hear from small business? Uh, because the, the one thing the instantly that comes up anytime I'm in any chamber event is we can't find workers. What can South Dakota do to help with that? Right. It's, it's ongoing, an ongoing conversation. And I've used this in uh, uh, in pitching bills. This uh, this session is talking about workforce, workforce, workforce. I had a number of bills that I brought forward that I thought would be would be helpful. One was um, simply honesty pay is what I call it, that we should be advertising anytime there's a job opening that businesses should be advertising what that rate of pay is. Right. I'm, I talk to again, I talk to students who go out and advert, you know, go through the process of applying for a job, doing an interview, and then they found out, find out that the job pays something far less than they expected. And that wasted the time of the person applying for the job, and it wasted the time of that business person as well. We should simply have rules that disclose that, right? Markets work better with more information, and that would be one way of making labor markets in South Dakota work better. North Dakota should do it too. My big concern is that much of this is being used as a way to, to use government funds to help. And I'm not adverse to that conversation. What I'm adverse to is uh, somebody using that money and then not doing what they say they're going to do with it, all in the name of, hey, I, I was struggling with my business. And, and they don't want to recognize that, you know, daycare and other events like that, government should uh, be part of a conversation with uh, Senator Nessaba. I, I enjoy these conversations. Uh, you know, the I, river runs deep with you. I really appreciate it. Great. I agree with you, Joel. And just in closing, I'd say if you want to have affordable house, health, affordable child care in North Dakota, South Dakota, if you want it to be affordable, if you want it to be high quality, and you want it to pay a living wage, the government has to subsidize it. And that is an important role for state government. And uh, we're not doing it here in South Dakota. Yeah, and, and nobody liked to hear that word that he used, but the truth is he told you the truth. So, Senator, good to have you on again. Great. Always an honor, Joel. Thank you.